Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean here along with Zach Berman at the Novacare Complex. Zach, an emergency edition of the Bird's Eye View Podcast. Well, actually, we're probably going to do it anyway. But we just found out that Derek Barnett, or we didn't just find out because the team has not confirmed it yet, but Adam Schefter of ESPN reported that Derek Barnett underwent or is about to undergo shoulder surgery and will be done for the year. And uh, Mike Garofolo of NFL Network is reporting it's for a torn rotator cuff and that he's played through it for the last two games. So the Eagles have obviously known about this. That's a tough injury to play through if you're a receiver, a la Alshon, Alshon Jeffrey. Jeffrey, especially tough if you're a defensive end. So the Eagles now have lost another starter on the defensive side of the ball. Rodney McLeod, number one. Derek Barnett, number two. What can they do? So they have depth at defensive end. That's, I guess, the bright side here. You know, they have... They have Brandon Graham. They have Michael Bennett. They have Chris Long. Michael Bennett wanted more snaps. Here he's you getting, go. He's yeah. getting them. Um, you know, they also have Josh Sweat, I, I should mention as well. Uh, they'll keep that rotation going. What really hurts them, though, is that they don't have defensive tackles right now, as we've discussed ad nauseum. So they've had to play Graham inside. They've had to play Bennett inside. You wonder if those guys are going to have to play more snaps on, on the end. Uh, Barnett has, has missed time already this year. You saw an uptick of snaps for Long, for Bennett. Uh, and so I, I think that's what you're, you're going to have to see. Barnett's played well this year. Uh, yeah. Two and a half sacks. He's been good against the run as well. He's gotten a fair amount of quarterback hits. I wouldn't say he's been playing great. Uh, if you ask me, I would say Bennett's been, been the more effective defensive end of all the guys in that group. But it's one of the strengths of this team. And you, you heard it. And you heard his development. If you're looking long term, I think right now people are more concerned about the short term. But you certainly heard – his, uh, you know, his abilities perhaps down the road because he, he's going to miss time. He's going to miss uh, playing, playing time, NFL time. So, again, I think you know, this isn't a devastating blow in terms of quarterback or left tackle. But certainly now this is another area in which the Eagles have to fill. And I'm not sure if Josh Sweat is going to be you – know, look, basically you're replacing Derek Barnett with Josh Sweat. That's, a, down, that's so, a downgrade. Right. Well, I mean, but, I mean, not because you can distribute the snaps yeah, the other I think way. That's what you're gonna see. But yeah, but my point is, like, in terms of personnel, that's that's still a drop off. It's a drop you're adding off Josh Sweat to the to the it's equation. It's a drop off not having Derek Barnett. Uh, I, I think that's right. that's right. That's you can't, you can't equate the two. It's, it's false equivalency. But, but, but yeah, but like the way I see it is that like you know if 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 I have a dollar and I'm splitting it up among four people, now I'm just splitting it up among three people. Yeah, uh, and then. Sweat. sweat. I, I don't think Sweat's going to get many snaps, but it, it hurts them because Barnett was good because they like to rotate, um, and and because now these older players, I mean Bennett, Long, Graham, all over the age of thirty, they're going to have to take more snaps, and they're already taking snaps at defensive tackle. Uh, the margin for error, the margin for injury, is becoming thinner and thinner. You you can't cry injury. Every team has it. The Eagles won the Super Bowl without Carson Wentz last year. It's the NFL. Uh, but how had a, how but are they going to adjust, though? But That's they've the now question. had a number of injuries. Yeah. J.H.I. is done for the year. Rodney McLeod's done for the year. Now you got Derek Burnett who's done for the year. And they also have Richard Rodgers on IR, Mike Wallace on IR, um, Matt Collins on IR. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm missing somebody. But they have, they have a lot of players. Now, some of those guys may come yeah. back. Jernigan is on NFI. That's a Jernigan, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, but but last year they had Jason Peters and they had Carson Wentz and they had Jordan Hicks. Uh, I mean, this happens. This happens. This is right. I'm, I, look, I'm 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 not saying it's. I, I'm not dismissing it. 
Derek Barnett's really good. I'm high on him. I, I, I think he's, he's going to be a franchise cornerstone player for a long time here. Uh, but uh, how are they going to adjust? They have to. There's, there's nine games left this season. I think the bigger question now is, look, and I don't think Derek Barnett should change the way the Eagles approach the trade deadline, but do you punt here? Do you just say, you know what, it's not worth risking. Make do with what we have. Make do with what we have. I mean, typically the Eagles yeah. don't make moves at the trade deadline, even before when they've been in contention. Uh, last year, of course, they did in getting Jay Ajayi. It's, it, it's a good question. Um, my answer is yes and no, I'm not, and, and let me explain it. Um, I don't look for a Band-Aid to get through this year. The only trade I would make is for a guy who's part of my core going forward. So I'm not trading for someone just to kind of plug that safety gap this year or to plug that speed receiver threat this year. I'm only trading for someone if I say he has a chance to be, to, to be with this team for a long time. But I don't know, Zach, if that player is out there. Um, you know, Patrick Peterson has, has been a hot name all of a sudden. And, look, he's one of the t- five best cornerbacks in the league, plays a premier position. But you're probably going to have to give up at least a first or a second round pick for him. Is that worth it? I mean, to me, you look at this team right now, and I think they look increasingly old and they look increasingly slow. And I wonder if, you know what, go into next offseason with a, with a full stack of draft picks. I think they're, they're slated to have 12 of them. If you include comps, yeah. If you include the comps. You have Carson Wentz's contract you have to, that you have to negotiate. That's going to cut down on your uh, available space. Jordan Hicks' contract. Yeah, you have uh, deals like that you may want to have to address. But I think they need to get younger and faster. And look, the NFC East is still winnable. I get all that. But I don't know right now if you feel like this team is equipped to go even beyond winning that division. I know anything can happen yeah. in I know anything can happen in the postseason. But how he has said it when he came back, he's like, "You got to be a one or two seed to be to win the Super Bowl." And Doug basically wrote off the one or two seed the other day on the radio. Sure. No, I I see your point, and I'm I mean, you know me, I'm a draft nerd. I I, I want you to collect picks and have as have as as many lottery balls as you can. And, and the reason I say that, too, is because I don't think this team's drafting has been so spectacular in recent years either. Well, 2017 draft is fell on. I mean, <laughs> Derek Barnett, can we, can we run through them real quick? I just tweeted yeah. it out. Derek Barnett is done for the season. Now, this is a lot of this is just on, on bad luck. It's still early, but yeah. But, but Sidney Jones didn't play his rookie year for the most part and has a hamstring injury that's week to week. Maybe he's back next week. Maybe he's not. Third-round pick, Russell Douglas, can't get – they have problems at cornerback, and he still can't get on the, on the field on defense. I don't know if that's his fault or not, but he Started can't get on the rookie, field. But yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, then you have Shelton Gibson. Well, you have Matt Collins in the fourth round. Oh, uh, Matt, Matt Collins. He's on IR. Shelton Gibson can't get on the field on offense. He's I got Donnell Pump. Hold on. Okay. Uh, you're, you're destroying oh, my punchline. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Nate Gary, he's injured. Yep. Elijah Qualls is gone. Yep. But Donnell Pumphrey is back. Eagles mm-hmm. signed Donnell Pumphrey back. Yeah. One of their practice squad. But anyway, I mean, you know, I, I can't fault uh, Howie and Joe for the 2017 class. I think, as you mentioned, Derek Barnett, Sidney Jones, these guys have the ability to be long-term starters on yeah. your team. But right now, you're looking at that draft, you're looking at this year's draft, and you're not getting a lot of guys that are contributing. Yeah, that 2016 class, Howie Tom Donahoe class, that's, uh, that's doing okay. The, well, you have Carson Wentz. I, I, no, that's a, it's that, a wash. So you had Isaac. It doesn't matter. Round. To me, I don't, I don't think you even care. Well, Hala Pulavati Vita in the fifth round. He's your starting left tackle. In the that's a good fifth-round pick. Wendell Smallwood in the fifth round. He's giving you something. That's a good for a fifth-round pick. And then Jalen Mills in the seventh round. 
Yeah, so not not a bad draft. No, they're, yeah. they're, the drafts are fine. I, I don't. I don't want to get off. No, but yeah, off we're going off the No, I I I agree with you to keep your picks. But if you can trade a pick for a guy who's going to be on your team for the length of a rookie contract, so for the next four, you know, for the next four years, yeah, I do that. Um, I don't do it for a guy that, as I said, who's a rental. If, if you're trading for Lashawn McCoy. And you're just trying to get by the season. That's not where I allocate the resources. I uh, I do it like what you did for JJ last year. You're trading for a guy who's going to be your starting running back the following year. Right. So okay, but do you think Patrick Peterson could be that? It's got to be the right deal. I mean, Patrick Peterson's 28. He's still relatively young. Um, he's got three years left on his deal. It's a lot of money uh, in terms of his salary. But as we mentioned, he's an elite cornerback. That's immediate upgrade over Jalen Mills. I don't know how Jalen Mills is going to take that, but. Right now, to me, corner is one of the main issues on this team. So you would you would you would address that issue. You'd make him a little bit better. But is is he going to be the difference? Is Patrick Peterson going to make that much of a difference? One guy. I don't think you win the Super Bowl because of him, but I think he's uh, you know I think he's an elite talent. If you have a chance to get an elite talent at that age, and he's going to be with you for a period of time, go yeah, I'd, I'd go forward. Okay, so from Howie's point of view, you got to look at this team and think. Okay, do you think that? Do you think he's looking at the team and saying, okay, we're this close? Or do you think he's looking at the team right now and saying, maybe we're not, and maybe it's not worth making this deal? No, I I think Howie is is pretty honest about where they are. I I don't know that. I mean, Howie's not telling me that right now. But uh, but I I think Howie sees the shortcomings of this team. I think they still have ambition that they can go on a run. And I do think they think with the veteran team and with the franchise quarterback, if you get into the the playoffs – you can make a run. I mean, you've seen the Giants do it. You've seen the Packers do it. Um, I mean, the year the Packers won the Super Bowl, they came here to Philly in the first round, right? Yeah, that was a long and, time ago. No, but they had a franchise quarterback. That's my point. Right. You know, if, if you have a hot quarterback in in, in January and February, yeah. you can do well. Um, so I, I think that they still believe that the division's wide open. And I think they would think that, too, uh, even if they lost to Jacksonville. That being said, I don't think they're going to mortgage their future to try to win this year. Well, if you can change subjects here a little bit, we did speak with uh, Jim Schwartz today mm-hmm. and Mike Rowe, but let's start with Jim Schwartz about you know the defensive breakdown in that game. Talking to Jim Schwartz too? Yeah, he was. Um, he he didn't mention this defensive end is out for the year. But. No, he did not mention <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, asked about kind of the what happened in the fourth quarter. He just he just said there wasn't one trend. I didn't expect him to say that. Uh, he said that the corners didn't play uh, off much. The coverage just didn't change at all. Um, well, he, he said and, and, it wasn't and, different than how they used it the rest of the game. They mixed it up. Right. They, did the they mixed the it game. up. I mean, like, I, I'm not one of these guys that's saying they were playing too far off. I, I, look, the cornerbacks have leeway to play however they feel based upon the scheme. So it's not like Jim's guy. So you're going to play press on this play or, or not play press on this t- this play. It's up to the cornerbacks. Um, so it's not him. Uh, and, again, you play certain coverage. Did he, did he call some bad coverages? Did some not work out for them? Yeah. Um, but I don't think that was the issue down the stretch. Uh, so what was the issue down the stretch? Uh, he mentioned tackling a little bit. Uh, Jalen Mills, I think the one attempt there was was egregious, was bad. Dexter McDougal missed it, missed it also. I'm talking about the fourth down conversion. Um, I didn't see a lot of other bad ex- other examples of, of poor tackling. He mentioned some of the rubber outs that they were taking out of Jordan Hicks on that third and third and three. Um, Christian McCaffrey picked up 22 yards. I think it's a little bit of a personnel thing. Um, and I think, again, your biggest issues in personnel are at cornerback. 
Yeah. And I, the fact that, I mean, the, and the Rodney McLeod thing is, and you mentioned this, you were, you were ahead on this. Um, that's been hurting him. Yeah. I, I mean, Avanti Max has done a nice job, but he's not Rodney McLeod. He's, he's never played the position before. So right now it's a, it's a combination of things. I mean, that, that's not sexy, uh, you know, come out and say one thing is, is hurting this team. It's a combination of things. Look, the defense played well. If you look at the points, I mean, if you look at how, where they rank in points in, in the league, they're among the top ten. Well, that's that's my point. That's what I was about to say. Situational um, football's killing them. But all, yeah. I but they were playing well in the red zone coming but, in the game. So Schwartz made an interesting comment today, and I agree with him on it. And it's just interesting how he how, how he worded it. If you read between the lines, he said this has yes. happened to us. Offense and special teams. He said this has happened to us before, but offense and special teams have have, have made plays. I I picked up on that. And as well. that's him saying like that's him pointing the finger at the offense. And that's the him saying teams. like they scored seventeen points. And they had a chance to win the game at the end. And they win the game at the end. The conversation is different now. Yes. And it's like because he made reference to the Giants game last year, which I think is a good reference because they gave up, what, 24 points in the fourth quarter? But the game? offense came back and scored once. But, twice, actually. And and down the stretch there, Carson Wentz made an outstanding pass to Alshon Jeffrey. And Jake Elliott hits a 61-yard field goal. But if you recall, there was a play early, there was a couple drives earlier where they – they came down and, and yeah. I think kicked a field goal. Yeah, ex- exactly. So the offense did enough there. Yeah. So so and, and when we look back at at that game, we talk about this miraculous win. We don't talk about this defensive collapse. Okay. And so I think that was Schwartz's way of mentioning. Schwartz is very good. He's smart. He's smarter than he lets on. Okay. He's smarter than the other guy. <laughs> yes. He's smarter than Doug. No, but but like you know, I, I mean, I'm going on tangent here. But Schwartz gave this answer at the end about like. How he's he's a football guy and all these analytics are new. George well, graduated George, from George, he graduated from Georgetown with an economics. Degree. He was no, he was like one of the leading yeah, opponents exactly. in the NFL Judy, way before anybody else. Yeah, Judy Batista did a, did a good story in the New York Times like ten years ago when he was the defensive coordinator. More than that, more than that It was like fifteen years ago. Yeah. And he didn't downplay it then. Now he started to downplay it when when yeah. uh, like further on because people were picking up on it. Exactly. He, he didn't want to be known as an analytics guy. He wanted to be known as a football guy. So he tried saying. So he he, he tried saying when. Doug went for the two-point conversion when he was down 14. Yeah. That Schwartz didn't know what he's doing because Schwartz is like this old-school football guy. And he's like, kick there. I think Schwartz can play the probabilities in his head. But that's besides no, the No, but now, I mean, here's the thing, though, because he – honestly, I've talked to his players. I did a story about it last year. He gives his players thing. all kinds exactly. of crazy analytics. Exactly. He uses it more than anybody exactly. else. So but he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And, and him slipping in that offense and special teams, I totally that picked was, up on yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> that was by design. You're right. Because it's like – these guys aren't making plays. Right? These guys weren't making plays either. It was, it was basically the whole team, and that is fair to point out. But I still feel like a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter should, be, should have been enough. Yeah. And Jim but, was not doing – I mean – But you know what? I feel 17 points in a game is not enough. And I've harped on this all season long, and I stand by it. Four teams in this league are scoring over 30 points per game. The Eagles were number one in the league in points per game last year at 29. They're down to 22 points per game this year. Only scored over twenty three point uh, is, Are they? Is the twenty two their average? Yeah, twenty two is their average. It's a little higher than I thought it was. Uh, yeah, I mean the Giants skewed a little bit by the Giants, yeah. but, um, but they haven't scored over twenty. No, there's points. something wrong with the offense as well. I mean, let's just go over there. And uh, they know it. Like Mike Rowe, to his credit today, he was good today. He was. He said like we need to fix that. Yeah, and yeah. he pointed out certain things. You know, I uh, the quick strike. I was you know mentioning that. I mean, like they're putting up yards. Carson Wentz is is completing seventy percent of his passes for mm-hmm. Christ's sake. But they're not they're not scoring points. You you hammer on him hammer him on it as well. Um, what are what are some of the issues? I mean, like that, that are plaguing this unit right now. Yeah. So I mean, you mentioned situational football, totally applicable. Third down and red zone. 
Um, they were 2 of 4 in the red zone the other day. That's not good enough there. Now, now uh, Jake Elliott misses a field, a 36-yard field goal that he needs to hit. Yeah. Um, those three points could have been valuable. Um, so, you know, there are ways around it. You know, the um, the play, the, the, the drive at the end there, uh, that's a field goal. Jake Elliott hit uh, – if, if Jake Elliott has, has should has point out that goal. he's only made seventy three percent of his kick, kicks this, this it, year, field exactly. Goal. So uh, I look at situational football, third down and red zone. I also look at penalties, and this is something that Grow and Peterson have both mentioned that the Eagles will get a positive play, they'll get a penalty, and all of a sudden it's like first and twenty five. Fifty yard screen yep. to Wendell Smallwood brought back by Brandon Brooks hold. Yep. So why are they committing more penalties? That's a good question. I mean, like Dallas Goddard had a had a, a chop block. I mean, that's to me, it's kind of like that's it's a combination of factors. It's maybe they're not being coached right. Maybe it's just the personnel. Maybe it's just uh, well, Jeff, laziness it's on the individual it's because parts. Because the pressure was on them. Oh, try to yeah. well, I don't want to go down that trail. <laughs> I, I'm just so sick of that story. But I mean, offensively, I want to look at the, you know, and then the running game. Something's not clicking there. Is that personnel? Is that uh, the way Doug's calling it is that, you know, like, again. So let me ask you this, because a week ago when you and I were kind of looking into this, it sounded like the organization thought that what they had was enough of, of running back. Yes. Do you feel like after Sunday they still feel that way? I wonder. Um, what I see with the running backs, at least looking at this game, is that, you, I mean, Smallwood's fine. Clement's fine. I think Josh Adams is fine. And I think when Sproles back, it's fine. And that by, by committee approach can work. But you don't have a back, let's say – you block up everybody, and you you and you put your running back in a position where he's got to beat one guy. They don't have that guy. You know, maybe Sproles three or four years ago, not right now. I mean, Clement cannot beat a guy in the open yeah. field. Um, so, do you look at that and say, okay, we need to get somebody like that? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, obviously, Lashawn McCoy would certainly fall into that category. Le'Veon Bell. I just don't think they're going to go down that 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 road. Um, if they do make any trades at all. Yeah, I, I think they want to draft a running back. Um, Howie likes drafting running backs. I or think getting him off the, uh, you know, the street. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's, he's potting to get his crack at a running back this year in the second round. Okay. That's, what, that's my guess. What about the quick strike then? Um, you know, the big play. They've had a few yeah. of them. So interestingly, so I wrote about this last week and going into the Panthers game, they actually had more, Big plays, passes of, of over 20 yards in, out through the air than they had at the same time a year ago. Yeah. But when I spoke to Torrey Smith last week, he, he said that it's so important to have that player opposite Alshon just for the defense to respect, you know, for the defense to back off and respect it. And you saw Torrey get pass interference calls last year or draw pass interference calls last year. Um, those don't show up in the stat sheet, but those matter. Uh, the way they played Torrey Smith matters. Mike Wallace was supposed to fill that role this year. I think they're really missing that element of the offense. That threat, yeah. I mean, we didn't see it. Like We haven't seen a deep post, like just a deep ball post. Someone getting behind the safety being completed this year. Now, Alshon. Outside of Jordan Matthews against the Titans. Alshon, well, the and that was, yeah, that was, um, that was a great design. That was a great call versus that defense. That was a quarter's defense. Um, but to get back to that, I mean, Alshon did get behind the defense on that, mm-hmm. on that play in the last drive. Yeah, um, and I drew a long penalty, but uh, to me, that's not his. That's not his uh, forte. You need someone else on the other side, and right now, I mean, Jordan Matthews played what 
40 percent of the snaps. Yeah, and that's not Jordan's forte either. No, and Jordan didn't get one target on Sunday, so it'd be nice to have an additional guy. Look, Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey are playing at high, a high at a high level right now, but can you, is that sustainable? Just those two guys, and, and the question is, I think this this is fair. I think they caught like more than 80 percent of their pat, pat targets through the through three quarters, and all of a sudden, I think they only caught like 50 yeah. percent. Down the stretch, was the defense able to key and take them out a little down the stretch? Yeah, so you bring up a good point because for as much as Carson Wentz says he wants to spread the ball around, and I believe he does, mm-hmm. I think Carson trusts two guys right now more than others. Right, and, and so in a third down situation, did he force it in the Alshon too much when yeah. Wendell Small? I mean, he looked at Wendell Smallwood. That's a first down. Mm-hmm. He looked at him. Yeah, I mean, and he looked away. Look, I get it. Wendell has dropped a few of those gimmies before. But in that situation, you got to take it. It's interesting because I, I remember doing a story on this going in Alshon's first game. And uh, there was a lot of talk then about even when Alshon's covered, throw it up to him and give him a chance. And Carson was, at the time was saying he doesn't want to do that. You know, he, he's, you know, he loves the fact that Alshon's there, but he's going to play within the offense. And you hear Carson talk about it now, and he says Alshon's the kind of guy you need to get the ball to him in, in coverage and let him go make the play. And I think that evolution is because, A, he trusts Alshon. But also, I don't think those secondary targets are as trustworthy right now. Yeah, but in that situation, he, he, he said he regretted it. Look, I'm not going to kill him for yeah. that. I mean, he, he had a great game. But, you know, as we uh, – did we mention it last podcast? I mean – We did. Well, well, now we should. I, I did the numbers. So it's been eight games that Carson has, has the ball with his team either behind or tied with an opportunity to win it late in the game, and the Eagles are 1-7. and seven. The Giants game was the only one, the uh, long 61-yard field goal. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one of those games, I should say, was Baltimore when he scored the touchdown. That's correct. And they missed the two-point conversion. But So you can't he, kill him he, for he, that. He did bring him to down for the touchdown. Uh, but in my – I don't even know the numbers. I think you want to see a 50% winning percentage there. Yeah, and, and I've said it. I was uh, – I think I was in the minority here, but I, I said it after Tennessee. Two cracks at the end zone. You know, they settle for field goal both times. That fourth and 15 doesn't happen if Carson Wentz scores. Um, against Minnesota, they had the ball uh, with a chance to go ahead. And Carson Wentz has has a uh, has intentional grounding that pushes them out of field goal range. Um, it's not all on Carson. A franchise quarterback, ball's in his hands. And he's, he's, he's been outstanding. That's not, not me qualifying what I'm saying. That's the absolute truth. He's been better this year than he's been last year, I think. Uh, but... He, he needs to make those plays. Certainly as a thrower. I think the difference between last year and this year was uh, last year he just made some unbelievably ridiculous plays extending with yeah. his feet and his athleticism. And he was better in situational football last year than he is this year. He was. Um, I'm wondering what the, what's the problem with the red zone. They haven't really targeted Zach Ertz as much as I thought they should in the red zone. But, um, look, I mean, they could be close. Maybe that's the way they view it. Maybe Howie makes a deal. Maybe they win this past Sunday and all of a sudden, you know, they start getting on a run. But, you know, this Derek Barnett injury is certainly going to hurt him, um, and they'll have to figure something out. Um, you know, it sounds like they'll probably just go with Josh Sweat and what they have. But, again, the injuries are piling up. All right, Zach, thanks a lot for uh, for uh, doing this uh, under a short uh, notice. But uh, we'll talk to you guys probably when we get to London. We'll do uh, the preview of the game. Um, should we do it at the uh, London Bridge? Where do you, where do you, <laughs> we'll do it from practice. We'll do it from practice. All right. Yeah. All right, that's it for the Bird's Eye View podcast. That's Zach Berman. I'm Jeff McLean, and we'll talk to you next time.